0: The Clueless Joe podcast is recorded at D-Bat Nashville and brought to you by Rawlings, the nation's leading baseball and softball training academy franchise and the world's top baseball and softball brand have teamed up to create an exciting new partnership. D-Bat, powered by Rawlings, the official ball, glove, and helmet of Major League Baseball. To learn more, go to Rawlings.com or visit your local D-Bat. Say hey, baseball fans. Welcome to the Clueless Joe podcast, powered by Rawlings, episode four. Coming to you from D-Bat Nashville, the premier of baseball and softball, batting cage and training academy in Middle Tennessee, developing beliefs, attitudes, and traditions, Music City style. You can follow us on social media across all platforms at D-Bat Nashville. I'm your host, John Christ. I'm here with my boys, former Plymouth Pilgrim. Zach Streitenthal. Yo. <laughs> and subbing for Ryan Gaynor is former Lincoln Salt Dog, Sam Bragg.
1: Go, dogs. Yeah.
0: Your list of formers <laughs> is long and quite distinguished, Sam. Yes. Long and quite distinguished.
1: It'll take a minute. Yeah,
0: it'll take a minute. Uh, we're going to begin today with the biggest difference, in my opinion, between college baseball and professional baseball, and that is the Bats. So in college, you know, just like Little League and all the way through high school, hitters are obviously using metal bats, the ping versus the crack. But in professional baseball, you know, once you make it to the minors, you got to make the switch to wood bats. It's a giant change. And there's a long, long list of hitters who were dominant in college, but just couldn't figure it out in the pros. They couldn't hit their weight, including a handful of guys who go in the first round pretty much every year. I'm sure Sam has faced a bunch of them. So that is a lot of seven-figure signing bonus money that's basically set on fire. Finally, the question, is college baseball overdue to make the transition from metal bats to wood bats? Zach, what's say you?
2: I've kind of gone back and forth on this. Um, ultimately, I am gonna have to say no. I think the game is exactly where it needs to be right now. They've, uh, they've done a lot of improvements to it with video review and – um catchers are wearing e- ear earpieces now. I think it's great. I think um I think the metal bats keep the uh the entertainment value and the production where it needs to be at the college level. Um and ultimately I think it gives guys better chances to succeed in college. And um I just don't think most of the guys that are that succeed in college, well not most of them, but some of the guys that succeed in college Uh, I don't know if they have the same success with a wood bat, so uh, that's kind of my stance on it.
0: But isn't that Um, ultimately a good thing? You're weeding out the guys who can't truly take it to the next level?
2: Yeah, see, I I thought about that, and I will put myself in that category. I was never comfortable with wood bats in college, and um, I'm very thankful for for the the aluminum bats, but uh, I think they are – forgiving enough they're not as hot as they were anymore obviously with bb core and i think they kind of that kind of helped a lot of things even it out a little bit toward like with the wood bats and um i don't know i think that's what summer balls for is to really see who can who can play with wood um obviously i was sitting in plymouth playing once every four days hitting 100 thinking this is not going to play and uh, this is not going to play if i ever get drafted so i need to figure this out But ultimately, yeah, like there is a part of me that wishes uh, uh, we we use wood bats all throughout college, just so that I could get that um, I I could make that adjustment and be comfortable with a wood bat and to prepare me for the next level. But ultimately, I think it uh, it gave me a chance to succeed in in, and have success in, in the college level.
0: Sam, what say you? You were more pitcher than hitter, at least uh, as you got older.
2: I'm
1: going way more with the wood bats. I don't even think any age should use aluminum bats. I mean – We had BESR. Those bats were dangerous. Those are very dangerous. They're they're like doling the bats out now. Like even the BB cores from like a few years ago compared to now are like so much different. The college
0: kids hitting the drop five bats back in the day was just preposterous.
2: I do think the BB cores are a little bit hotter now than they were
1: when they first came out. If you're a good hitter, you're a good hitter. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Harper used a wood bat in college and he hit 600 with 30 home runs.
2: A, he's a freak. He is a freak. He's a, <laughs> he a freak. He's a freak. There's nobody else he, doing you're that. Right. You're right. You're right. He's
1: a Juco Golden Spikes winner. But <laughs> yeah. I think that you would still see the guys in college batting 300 with 20 home runs if they used wood bats. See, yeah. I, I,
0: see, I'm asking the question not from what makes the best product for college baseball. I think I'm asking from like if I was the overlord of major league baseball and I want to make sure that college hitters were as good as they could possibly be before I start paying them money. Why wouldn't Major League Baseball maybe even they make the investment? This is one of the arguments that college teams make. They can't afford to buy all those wooden bats that, all that the was time. My,
2: that was my next argument. Why as well. why
0: wouldn't Major League Baseball pay for wooden bats to be used? Let's say at the D one level, and they would probably come out ahead for all those seven figure signing bonuses that I talked about. The bonus babies who never make it because they can't hit with the wood bat.
2: John, they don't even want to pay their own players that are already in the system. True. Yeah. Well, you think yeah. they want to? You yeah. think they want to spend? a boatload of money on wood bats for college players
0: i don't know if they want to but this, I is, this know. is just my theory i know
2: i know they're very strong right.
0: wood bats are
1: significantly cheaper than aluminum bats these days yeah
2: but when you're, when you're running through right 10 10 uh, hit it on the barrel
0: yeah but if you're going through one a week or one a weekend because you're not a great hitter can they, add up.
2: all i'm saying you is don't is like my, it you don't like it play better <laughs> it's true all i'm saying is <laughs> I, I that's know for your one answer thing, for every question. It <laughs> is. It is. <laughs> I know for one thing, uh, my little rollovers overs through the four hole, or my little inside out Derek Jeter jam shots the other way, are not falling no. more times than not with a with a wood bat in that college. that's splinters so, in your hand, and that's a yeah. dribbler to the shortstop. So that's uh, well, so that's why I'm kind of in favor of the of the of the metal bats. Yeah, color. but it's
1: just like if you play like you know the major high school travel tournaments are all wood bat the college summer leagues are wood bad. so everyone wants to see you with a wood bat uh, I, Yeah, so I it's that. like why yeah. not just make the transition into the season with we wood have kids bat. who
0: come in this building every summer 13 15 17 years old and they're buying wood bats cuz they have summer wood bat tournaments oh, every every so, older kid yeah. i
2: have that has a wood bat that's what i make them hit with oh them. sure it's very important i'm not going to lie like i said i wish i would have used it more in college i think it would have helped me but ultimately i think the bigger programs can afford that kind of um,
0: qua- quantity
2: be- quantity of wood bats and uh some of the smaller programs probably can't and that's i think so, that's what i think so some of them will have demerita wood bats and some of them will have chandler
0: what if we yeah. did composite wood bats what if that's the compromise? You did a bomb bat or something like that. Yeah. A two-piece wood bat. It's specifically designed to not be hotter. It's just going to be a little more durable. And you could probably get 50 games out of one. I used to use those things when I played in leagues after college. I can get 30, 40 games out of one.
1: Well, I mean, couldn't it also be like the NCAA like funds this for
2: every college? Like every college uses the same type of wood bat? I mean, it could be a booster thing, but I don't know. I, I still think that... If you're watching the College World Series, you want to. see You want to. Me personally, I want to hear the ping. I want to see balls fly out of the stadium. I mean, that's a big enough park. At, yeah, at TD that's already a problem at TD America. That's about the sound off of the wood bat. I mean, it is. It is pretty it is, nice. Yeah, but.
1: you're you're an Aaron Judge fan. <laughs> Think about the sound it makes when he makes contact. Yeah, but imagine him with a. I saw him with a metal bat. We
2: we we sat up in here with a BSR 5150, and we were roasting just baseball roasting baseballs and just the crazy just day. the nostalgia hits so hard
1: it of that, did that, I, that yeah. ping
2: sound and you're just like oh my
1: yeah. gosh it takes take me, me back. back to marshall mcdougall hitting yeah. six
0: home runs in one game against maryland
1: yeah i'm i'm very aware that my success
2: when i was younger was a lot of it had to do with the bat i was using and how it came off the bat yeah i do think there's a little bit of a there, there's a big gap in the different types of metal bats so i think wood bats would help even out the playing field but um. Yeah, me personally, I just think just the overall production of college baseball. I but, think, but to I,
0: Sam's I, point, to to circle back to that, if you have an experienced, solid college hitter and he's using today's BB core bat versus a pro grade level wood bat, and he absolutely nuts one on the screws perfectly. It's not necessarily ten miles an hour faster off the wood bat. It's not necessarily—I'm sorry—the other way around. It's not necessarily hotter off the aluminum bat. It's not going to fly fifty feet further. It's not going to be the difference between hundred and ten and hundred on the exit below. If you absolutely nut a wood bat, it's going to go. It's yeah. going to go just I fine. Mean, yeah, that's it. I don't—I don't think all of a sudden every single college game is going to be one to nothing because they're using wood bats. I don't think that's the case. Uh,
2: and that, that's my thing. I mean, yeah, the swing's not the not not different. Really? No. With, with the bat, the weight's a little different. It's but, just a
0: lot less forgiving, i.e. I. you're forced to be a better uh, baseball Again,
2: player. Again, you look, I mean, obviously if you look at these SEC programs, all these guys probably absolutely rake with wood bats and they're fine. But again, you look at the lower programs and like some of these kids that have a chance with uh, with a aluminum bat to make themselves known, then they can show that what they can do with a, a wood bat, I think. Uh, I think it kind of helps... Get those guys to the next level.
0: Maybe you
1: limit and it to D1. I D one. I do I do like that. It would definitely weed out the hitters it, it that would. can't cut it with a but, wood bat. But then
2: what? You, but then what are you left with? I mean, you have to fill these teams. There's uh, not like well, it doesn't mean you. It doesn't mean you still don't draft somebody. Yeah. And it doesn't I'm talking mean about, it, I'm talking about recruiting as a college. It
0: doesn't mean a player doesn't have value. Hey, maybe he can bunt. Maybe he can hit and run. Maybe he plays a slick shortstop. It's not like just because he's not hitting double-digit bombs doesn't mean he's not valuable on a college team. I mean, I'm not all people should know that. I'm not going to call out any names, (laughs) but I played
1: against a former LSU Tiger who hit 400 in college, and he was horrendous when we were in the minor leagues with a wood bat. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said. But that's what I that's what I think though. If I think if you give him a wood bat in college, maybe he hits you know 260. And he goes in the thirty-eighth round and not the third round. And then you're then you're not I mean, you're not losing anything by that. that.
0: That's my argument for why I think you can get major league baseball to actually write a check for this. Again, this is it's all theoretical. Right. But right. if you had a pool with each major league baseball team put in a million bucks, you got a thirty two million dollar pool. That's how much money you have to spend on wood bats every year at the D one level. If just one draft pick Goes later than he should, or doesn't get drafted at all because he proves he can't hit with that wood bat versus aluminum. Isn't major League baseball coming ahead?
1: Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on, you're, um, you're not going to yeah. blow an
0: eight figure signing bonus on a kid who can't hit. Yeah, can't really hit.
2: Again, I think that comes down to the the management and the scouts and but what? because these guys aren't really. I feel like they're seeing. I mean, they're seeing what they can do because most of these guys are going to the Cape. They're going to the Cape Cod League. They're going to Northwoods, and they're they're having success in these these high profile college baseball summer leagues. And I think I think that's a good uh, a good barometer of where you're at with a wood bat. I also think I my personal stance is I would put it on the player to be comfortable with the wood bat instead of it being a nationwide thing. Well, I I would rather put it again. I, I take full responsibility because I never. I never really worked as much as I should have with a wood bat and tried to get comfortable with it. Right. And, um, that's what I'm saying. If, if if you can't hit with a wood bat, that's kind of on you. And it's your job to, to do what's necessary to get to that next level. If it's not just with the aluminum bat.
1: Well, I mean, I feel, I just, I always feel like the good hitters are going to hit. Yeah, like that's absolutely. why you see you see high school kids. You know, they bat six hundred in high school with twenty home runs with aluminum bat, and then they go to the minor leagues and they bat three hundred with fifteen home runs, and they still rake. Yeah, that's what so I'm saying. So it's like, so a, if, if you're, what's if the you're, like? Yeah. What, I mean, what do you think they would have done in high school with the wood bat? They had instead of hit six hundred, they'd hit five hundred instead of thirty, they'd hit twenty. That's still you know like that's still gonna get them seen. That's still gonna get them looked at by everybody.
2: I get that, and then I think, it, but I, for me, yeah, it also comes back down to the cost, like all these teams get have their um, sponsorship deals they get their bats provided and you go through one bat a year uh, per player that's 15 14 15 bats that you're paying for other than I think roughly most T one
0: programs a these days I mean those guys are getting a couple of bats but still yeah
2: I, I mean I, yeah too, I, don't well, know, I, I think, think I had, had one bat at Memphis per year usually okay if the grip wore out, G- maybe Guko I'll. Guy over here, so I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> we were kind of just like I, played if, against if, if my and grip wore out, down. I may have snagged a benches guy, a bench guy's. Yeah, that's fair. But um, no, the bats were, were pretty fine. Granted I don't we not think the we cost is a,
0: that big a deal. You tell me that the wooden bat manufacturers, even the aluminum bat manufacturers, wouldn't get behind this and put a product out there that those right. programs could use. Of course, they would.
2: You think the aluminum bat companies are would be for
0: this? If there was money to be made, why not?
2: Then they got to put all their engineering into the wood bats and not then they'll probably
0: wolf. way less difficult to do.
2: I mean, it's a wood bat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. You saw the natural. All you need is lightning and you're fine.
2: I mean, you're selling
0: a $500 bat over I mean, here. what,
1: what was the, what was the guy from Texas this year? The dude who hit 400 with 39 home runs. Mendo- um, Mendoza. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, heard, like, I know you're talking about.
1: You put a wood bat in his hand, I bet that man still cranks out 25 to 30. Sure. Probably might still bat 390. Yeah. The so, good so, hitters so, are going to hit. I agree with that. The so good
0: hitters are going to hit. I, I, I 100% so agree. So
1: it's with like, that. why? Like There are college like conferences, like whether it's like Juco or NAI, that are wood bat. Right. Why are they doing it?
2: Because guys like Bryce Harper, probably. Yeah. yeah. So if you know you can hit yeah, with they, a wood bat, then but you, you should yeah. have no problem.
0: So, so what is the fear if you're a Division One college coach? You're just going to not hit enough home runs? You're going to not be able to recruit enough good hitters? I mean, I know that you guys played at a much higher level than I did and played longer than I did. You know, I hung around after my walk-on experience and and played some – rec leagues and semi-pro leagues, whatever you want to call them. But they were all wood bat, you know, D1 umpires, Division I fields. I mean, they were nice little leagues, commendable. This wasn't just beer league softball. And the first year I was in it was the first time I hit exclusively with a wood bat, and I was a little single slap hitter because I hadn't figured out how to use it. By my second year, my third year, I started to learn how to use it properly and how to square it up better. And all of a sudden, I was hitting some home runs. And I became a middle-of-the-order type of guy. It took me a while, but I got there. And I think that's Sam's point, is that the good hitters are going to hit. It might take me a little longer, but I don't see what the fear is if I was a Division One college coach, if I was a Division One college commissioner. I don't think this drastically alters the game. For the purest out there, I think it makes it even a better game.
1: And, I mean, realistic. I mean, like, if you get drafted out of high school, you're going straight into wood bats. Sure you are. And right? you know, yeah, don't col-
0: tell me a 19-year-old well, kid can't <clears throat> handle the wood bats. Well, in, in, in
1: college, what, you got three years, maybe four?
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, though. Um, Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Move on. (laughs) Uh, I I know. (laughs) I mean, obviously, I I, I will
1: say the one thing it will change is I feel like colleges are gonna
2: recruit much heavier on pitching. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. See, and then this whole argument kind of just, which is awesome, just kind of, uh, makes me resort to the question. Yeah, like you said, why not eliminate aluminum bats altogether?
0: Well, think about it from a pitcher's perspective. How much more enticing is the inside part of the plate now? Oh, my God. I mean – Not scared at all. Yeah, of course. You
2: can miss middle
1: and get a soft fly out. You miss middle with some of these aluminum bats, and it's going in the eighth row in the bleachers at Vandy Stadium.
0: And Not even that. I mean, how about – I mean, you get a guy jammed with an aluminum bat, and he still flares it over the shortstop for a Texas leaguer. Now, with a wooden bat, he's got splinters in his hands. Right. And it's a little comebacker. It's a huge difference,
1: and even I mean, even still, that still happens with the
2: same stuff. Still happens with wood bat.
1: Though. Sure, it
0: does.
2: Yeah, there's broken bat hits. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I just think again, I, I look out for the little guy, and uh, why can't uh, the little uh, guy become the big guy? Because that's the thing. I mean, then yeah. you're just what we're forgetting is these guys are not major league players yet.
0: Not yet, no. So and most of them never will le- be. let them
2: succeed at, at this level with
1: yeah, but some of these guys are getting drafted with the expectations of being up there within four months. Whose fault is that? That's that's nobody's that's nobody's fault really. But it's like you give them a wood bat, you know
2: for
0: sure. Yeah, look, that's
2: what I'm
1: saying. Florida State, Florida State watch has them.
0: a long list of these guys. You know, just to use my school, you know, Jeremy Morris. I think he might have set the all-time D1 record for doubles, and uh, I mean, huge power guy. Got drafted, maybe second round, and just the bat never developed. He had no pop at all in the minor leagues. John Ford Griffin was another guy, absolutely raked in college and didn't really have a position, but he could hit. I think he was a first-round pick. And you look at his minor league numbers, it was like he'd never played the game before. They just they could not make that transition. The swing was too long. They couldn't square it up regularly on the barrel and they just did not develop. So, if we took that cheat code away from them a little bit earlier, I don't think it would hurt the game. I think the level of hitting might even be let's, better.
2: Let's not <clears throat> let's not discount the fact that these guys are facing top-tier pitching when they get to minors too. Of course. I mean, it's going to be better. <clears throat> I, yeah, you're facing guys that you, you face maybe once or twice on a weekend. Almost every day when you get up there, I'm assuming. Obviously, I didn't I didn't play up there, but that's just kind of what my guess would be. And yeah, you can't put that all just on them making the tr- transition to a wood bat. I mean, hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. Absolutely, it's Absolutely. so difficult. Absolutely. So at the college level, why not make it just a tad bit easier, tad Isn't bit it. more forgiving? But let, it, let let the product be a just a good. A good pace of play, or not pace of play, but just a, a good a good style of play. A lot of lot of home runs. What,
0: what was your feeling in the College World Series back in the Rosa Blatt days, when you had to score double digits to win a game out there? It's exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. Who doesn't want to was, score that, runs? was that legit baseball? I mean, when when you got
2: oh, I, I will not
0: you got College World Series games that are eighteen to fourteen.
2: As much as I love the Beezer bats, it's softball. It's dangerous. And those were way too hot. hundred percent. I will not not argue that. They were way too hot. Um, so let's say I like the I like the where the BB core bats are today. I didn't like them when they first came out. They were horrendous and super dead. But I think they've done some really good improvements to them. And um they do mimic I feel like they do mimic a wood bat a little bit. Uh with with still that aluminum bat. Feel and some of these
0: two-piece composite bats almost sound like a wood bat when you make yeah. contact, yeah. which yeah. I think is good.
2: Exactly, and I think it maybe bridges the gap a little bit better.
1: I just I still think it's like you draft uh, again, the you draft the top tier pitcher in the first round. You know, you saw what's his name with the White Sox, Crochet. Mm-hmm. He was up right away, Garrett try, Crochet, trying to make a World Series run there. It's like why can't any hitters do that anymore? They never do it. The only, well, who's the last one who made it straight up? Khalil Green. That uh, was, what, 16 years ago? 17 years I ago? I think
0: John Olerud did it. And again, but he was, that happens once a decade. But well, yeah.
1: once he even still, like, okay, yeah. Khalil Green was like the best college player in like the last like 30 years. And he went straight to On the, the show. Short list. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't do very well.
2: I mean, he was like a 220 hitter. Right. Again, I can, I can make the argument that the pitching is night and day from what he's. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, yeah, obviously. So, yeah,
2: that's like, like you said, hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. And
1: but I just think if you if they're already prepared for the with a wood bat, like these players will be able to benefit these organizations when they become a business asset.
2: Yeah, again, I, I'm not discounting that argument at all because I'm more looking at it from the college playing side as far as the, but I do I do understand and I get the as a team owner or as a. I'm looking at him MLB. If I'm M L B you want you obviously want the guy
0: that's most prepared. I mean just just imagine you're the commissioner of the NBA, but in college basketball the basket is nine feet. Instead of ten, that'd be so tight. It would <laughs> I be. I <be> would, so <laughs> but still, but it's not the same <laughs> game. The same,
2: but I'm sure they'll have like summer leagues with ten foot rims. If and you got to see who can play.
0: I will well, find a that, way to make this happen. And rim. I think the cost from Major League Baseball's perspective is a drop in the bucket. Uh, but that's I mean, it's a well, rounding well, error on some of these
1: broadcasts. College games. summer ball is just such a small sample size. It is. You, like get three one years, of, one you get two of, to
2: three years I, to do it, though. And you're yeah, playing, you like, playing like, what, though? 30 games? No, one you're of, playing at least you're play, 50. You're playing like, around, okay. yeah. Northwoods play 70.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, like, one of my really good buddies had an extremely good Cape Cod summer, and he was the MVP of the league. And then instantly it was like, this guy's a first-rounder, he went in the first round and could not cut it.
2: Why do you think that was, though? I mean, I'm sure without without trying to bash on him.
1: Oh, I'm not trying to bash on him at all. Um, I mean, I think, well, he, he had a few injuries that plagued him. But I also think that it was just like, you know, who's to say that you don't go out there during one of your college summer leagues and you're not hitting flares and rollovers and batting 100 and you hit 380. And then it's like, OK, Zach's ready for the first or second round. The dude can really hit. I, I would, but like, I would say have you that were same just, assessment. But say you were just hot during that summer. People get hot. Yeah. Sure.
2: No, I, I absolutely. But I think if you have proven that you can obviously hit with a wood bat in these summer leagues, I would take, I would take that risk. I would 100% take that like risk. Like people just, baseball, you ride a wave. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, I, and I just think don't it,
1: think that 35 games is enough to make the judgment call that this guy gets $3 million the next year.
2: Well, obviously he has to. He has he, to do it in college? He has to continue that.
1: He does have to continue. It's a lot easier to continue it with an aluminum bat.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: That's that's what I'm saying. Is like, why not just keep
2: the hey, wood get, and see get if your he bag. Can he got his. That's bag. what I'm saying. I'm playing. That's what, I'm in the seat of the player in college. I'm trying to get trying to get my money. Okay. Well, let
0: me put that on you. If if you're a college player, why wouldn't you want to do this? Why wouldn't you want to prove I would to Major to. League Baseball that I can hit with a wood bat? I am ready. I am deserving to be drafted. Why wouldn't you accept that challenge as opposed to hiding behind the aluminum bat, if you will? But, but, but
2: That's what I'm saying. If I, if I have a great summer, two, two to three years of great summer ball, and I'm just absolutely raking, I can, I can enjoy my, my, my college years. I can have fun, continue the success, and see whatever comes.
1: Tell me this. So what what was your highest batting average in college?
2: Mm, 291.
1: So do you think if you had a wood bat, you could have hit two ninety one in college? No. You don't think you could have at all? What do you think? What do you think the best you could have done? What in do you college? think you would have
2: hit? I probably would have hit two sixty.
1: I think my, my okay. career is like a two sixty. So I forward, think that so if, I... if you give college hitters wood bats, that two sixty is probably gonna get somebody drafted. Sure. With a wood bat? Probably in sure. college? Probably. Yeah.
0: I think Sam's point is, if you go from two ninety to two sixty, you're not going from two ninety to a buck eighty. Yeah, like well, you, yeah.
1: like you bat two sixty with an aluminum bat. They're like, nah, he's a good college player, but that's not really what we're looking for in the big leagues, right? But like you see guys in the big leagues hitting two sixty all the time. Look at the best player in the league, Shohei Ohtani. <laughs> okay, here we go with that yeah, again. Here we go, here here we go with that. <laughs> look at the best
2: player in the league. He hit two sixty. Yeah, again, these guys are major league baseball players. Every everyone at some point is not though that's what i'm saying he was probably and they're all trying at, at, to get there at the college level he was still probably hitting 400 with whatever bat they use over there i don't think he went to college well i'm just <laughs> saying at the, at the age that he at yeah he'd be in college, no, you're,
1: yeah you're right but it's just that's again what, it's like
2: it's like all of us that that have played uh at the higher level everybody like like we were talking about the other day everyone hits 400 in, coll- in high school and then like, they get to college and then you see what how they would but also do you think that if you, the, the if you start
1: using wood bats at a younger age don't you think you get more adjusted like you said you absolutely and, that, and, absolutely. You and that's absolutely and that's why
2: 100 and that's why i said i put it on myself for not uh taking it serious enough with the wood bat to prepare myself So maybe you would have at hit least it you too. didn't maybe you, you would have that like that's like what i did for bat. golf last yeah week. Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> oh, i'll take 100 responsibility if i would have really focused more on the wood bat Then then, yeah, I put that on myself for not. I just feel like if you
1: give college players wood bats, you I think, and you're a player that's not sexy or toolsy, and it eliminates them having to bat 450 to get drafted at all. Right,
2: that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think I think obviously, you give it time and everyone makes that adjustment. If they are reverting to, if you're using a wood bat in high school, it's an easier transition into college. Obviously, easier transition into into, um, into college or into pro ball. But again, who's to say when you face that, that higher level pitching, who says you're not going to struggle. Well, of course you're going You're, you're, struggle, still, you're still running. That risk is still there of you not performing at the higher level, no matter what bat you're using in college.
0: Look, selfishly, I hate where baseball has gone to some degree with this whole three true outcome things. It's all home runs and walks and strikeouts, and that has infiltrated into a lot of Division One college baseball. You watch some of these regionals and these supers and the College World Series, and that's what kids are doing. They're striking out a bunch, and managers are sitting around waiting for three-run home runs. But if you got wood bats in these kids' hands – Maybe there's more bunts. Maybe there's more hit and runs. Maybe there's more first or third. Maybe you're more aggressive in the base pass. Maybe you're stealing more bases. It's baseball. It uh, more I, resembles I, the game that at least I learned to, low, uh, to I learn. I think at the they college don't.
2: level, you're stu- you still have all of those aspects. I think there's a plenty of old-time traditional college there
1: coaches are,
0: out there play the But there's a lot fewer the now than there were a generation
1: ago. I think a really good example is this past year's Tennessee team. Yeah, don't you think if they used wood bats and didn't rely on the fact that they hit 200 home runs in the season in the Super Regionals, they might have. They had runners on first and second with no outs in the eighth, down one, and didn't know what to do, and did not score. Didn't yeah. even move a runner over.
2: I don't think that. I don't think the bat has anything to do with that.
1: But the guys
2: they had up were all trying to leave the yard. Yeah, as they should. That's what they're there for, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, who's to say that? I'm not saying they're not they, trying to get a hit with a wood bat.
2: But again, that, that, then that just goes to coaching, I would think, right?
0: Yeah, but that's what he's saying. Yeah, it just because, because you'd be forced to coach it. the game the way it traditionally has always been played.
2: I just, I don't know, I don't know. But then again, I think when it comes back to uh the recruiting and the the uh, evaluation of a pro ball guy in college, uh, I think it comes down to like what we talked about last week with with Trey. Um, it comes down to what he looks like. I in the makeup and obviously he has to have the tools, but I mean, does he have to hit 400 in college? No. Does he have to have that projectability some and, that, and do, that body? Uh, some guys do have to
1: hit four. I mean, yes, yeah.
2: at, you're right. You're right. But if that guy has the makeup, the if look, you're Nick the Magical, body,
0: you have to hit 400
2: again. Yeah, yeah I get that uh, to go St- high, stud. to go high. Yeah. But just to go in the late rounds, I mean, all you have to do is have that projectability and that look. And, You'll get a shot if you play in the Cape Cod League. You're pretty much gonna get a shot. Um, everybody that I've known that played in Cape Cod got drafted one, somewhere or the other. Yeah, yeah. something has to go catastrophically wrong. Exactly, you draft yeah. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I think it comes down to more of your skills and your ability over than what what bat you're using. And I think the the metal bat keeps that game alive, keeps it exciting. I love. I love the home runs.
1: I just, I, I think you would love the home runs with a wood bat. I think, I think people would be more in awe of. Like, I I don't think it's that crazy when I see a college player hit twenty five home runs. Like, I don't think that's insane. In a sixty game season, I'm like, okay, that's a lot. It is. It's so many. That's so many home runs. But I just don't think it's that impressive.
2: Just because it's a aluminum bat. Yeah,
1: it's aluminum bat. It's. I mean, I want to see him do it with a wood bat. I want to see him do it against top tier pitching with a wood bat.
0: I think this is the wrong question to ask a four-year starter who hit two home runs. That's what I think.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I didn't dude. get
2: the chance to play pro ball, but yeah, that's what dude, I'm saying. Didn't hit bombs. That's what I'm saying. Even you give me uh, a you give me an aluminum bat in in the big leagues, and I still probably hit two twenty, if that.
1: Okay, well, let's just look at it like this: is like I've seen you hit with a wood bat. You know, I've seen you put up hundred mile on exit velocity. So it's like, what's what's the difference? Well, you can do it. You just probably didn't work with it enough. Exactly, and that's but that's. That's on me? If you would have. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm aware that you're agreeing (laughs) with that. But I'm just saying, like, if you start it young, it will transition to when you're older. Definitely. So it's like, I just don't think that it would be that big of a deal to just switch to wood bats at every age. At every age.
0: Okay, I think this was the perfect podcast topic. We're about half an hour in. We've solved absolutely nothing. (laughs) We had lots of fun doing it. Okay, time to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to play three up and three
3: down. The Clueless Joe Podcast is brought to you by Tanner Tees, the best batting tees for your baseball or softball player. Made with premium, durable materials and assembled in Sarasota, Florida. Invented by Joe Tanner in 1988 and perfected over 30 years, every Tanner Tee represents the very best in the business. Here at D-Bat Nashville, we feature the heavy model in all of our cages and also sell them in our pro shop. It's a tough, professional quality weighted batting tee with a flexible, Hand rolled rubber cone that's perfect for baseball, fast pitch, and slow pitch. This heavy duty batting tee is designed with a 10 pound, claw style base for extra stability on any hitting surface, sturdy enough to stay upright through the occasional mishit. To learn more, go to tannertees.com or visit your local D bat. The Clueless Joe podcast is brought to you by Pro9 Sports, committed to providing high quality, precision baseball and softball products to help players perform their best on the field. A family owned and operated business since 2001, offering a wide range of products including game and practice balls, protective gear, team and player bags, umpire equipment, and much more. Here at the Nashville location we use private label DBAT Baseballs and Softballs produced by Pro9 in our pitching machines and lesson buckets. These balls are durable, long lasting, and made with quality materials to replicate your game experience. Pro-9 equipment is made to precise specifications and designed to provide a better way to play. To learn more, go to Pro-9.com or visit your local D-Bat.
0: Okay, time once again for three up and three down. I've got three questions here planned. Our boys don't know what's coming. They have to answer on the fly. Question number one, we hear about this a lot from coaches. You're ahead in the count, two and oh, three and one. Coach tells you to look for your pitch. What is your pitch? Just what are you looking for? You're 2-0. You're in the catbird seat. Pitcher's struggling. You've picked out a spot. What are you looking for? Where's that spot? Sam, start with you.
1: I'm going to go, being a lefty, I'm going to go fastball down and in. Down and in. Yeah. I feel like I elevated those really well back in the day. I mean, obviously I didn't hit in a while. But, I mean, yeah, I'm looking for something that I can send into the bleachers. And I think that that's definitely going to be my pitch right there.
2: I guess, yeah, if it, it depends on... Turn and burn. Yeah, being a lefty, obviously, I'm going to go middle in. Uh, probably like right in between inside and middle. That's prime spot. Yeah, just something to turn on. Mm-hmm. Um, I Obviously, I didn't have the power, so I'm going to just try to send this one in the gap, maybe get a double leg out of triple or something. Um, but uh, but I guess it really kind of depends on the situation. I mean, I I think I did more damage with balls middle away. Um, and just letting the hands work and flicking it the other way. But no, yeah, have 2-0, my pitch, middle in.
0: I hit right-handed my whole life, tried some lefty, never really took when I was in middle school and the like. But I thought I had sort of a left-handed swing to some degree because I love the ball down too. The, the stereotype is that lefties like the ball down, righties like the ball up, righties like it out over the plate, lefties like it in. I wanted it down and in too. I was going to crowd the plate. I was going to open up a little bit, dare that guy to throw me inside. And I was gonna turn and burn and I was just gonna try to roast it right down the third baseline. That's what I was looking for. Down and in.
2: As hard as you can throw it. I had a deathly fear of right handed changeup, so anything down I was kinda I I was just gonna try to fight off or send it up the middle. If
1: it looked like it was gonna cross over the plate and not go in the dirt, I swung. (laughs) I was swung out of my (laughs) shoes. Yeah, no. I was trying to embarrass somebody's family. Oh, my God. That's what I was trying <laughs> to do. As long
0: as it wasn't a changeup, I was fine. I, I have not squared up a changeup since about eighth grade. I, I, yeah. I, I could recognize a slider. I could recognize a breaking ball of any sort. I could yeah, not I've, read a changeup no, out of I've, the pitcher's hand. Couldn't I've looked
2: do it. really bad on changeups in my lifetime. Anything yeah. down, I'm pretty much just fighting it off. So mm-hmm. I'll if anything, I'll, I'll take it up, up in the zone, something I can get my barrel level to. I'm definitely not looking for a walk. No. <laughs> We've
1: learned that. Well, well, I'm a team guy, but I'm not that much of a team. <laughs> I'm trying to help the team
0: in a different way yeah all right question number two which team in MLB has the best uniforms Zach I know um, where you're going but answer anyway best uniforms do, do in MLB. Not, do not say Royals no that's not what he's gonna pick are
2: we saying right now we're just answer all however
0: time? you want to answer today alternate throwback back when you were a kid just the you need to wear
2: well I think the pinstripes were, was my was my buzzword last week? Obvious so I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, going on, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna stay away. Even though those are classic. I know this is audio, not
0: video, but I, Sam is I, rolling <laughs> oh his eyes through the, through the show right now. Kid,
2: that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I've am gonna, gonna give that one a, a the Mets rest. That's have for this pinstripes week. too. So,
1: so do, do the, the, the Cubs Rockies. At home. Yeah, so do the Rockies. Lots are, of bad teams forward. have bad. <laughs> the Rockies wear basketball jerseys. Honestly, I think the
0: Reds had pinstripes for a while there. Sleeveless. Yeah. Oh, they still do. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, I mean, the baby blue Royals jerseys are. They're they're so nice, they're so good, but to be honest, when I think of jerseys, I don't know why I think of the cream Ooh. Barry Bonds number twenty five Gi- San Francisco you Giants know. jersey. <laughs> talk? Now, now, you're,
1: now you're talking to me yeah now
2: we're talking i don't know that's just it's just such a that clean is, look i
1: love the cream oh, I, the
0: cream not the white i even, even i even, yes. love, I even yes. love the black one the black the black one, was one nice. with the
1: curse oh yeah barry bonds yeah that whole that whole era. put him in, in the hall of good. fame that was good well that's
0: another topic for another show
1: oh man i will say this my boy Brad Keller, shout out Brad, yeah. does look good in those Royals jerseys. Yeah, he does. He does. He fills them out well. He's
0: big I, kid. I like the, the baby blues as well. I mean, Royals, more, I like them more than the Cardinals. A couple of teams have tried it. Brewers, but the Royals did it best. I could also
2: do without these City Connect jerseys. They're awful. They're but always, I, I do like I the Royals one. The White Sox
0: one is sweet, though. The was, White Sox have White a good one. The White Sox, Sox yeah. they do yeah. Yeah. have the, a the good south one. Side one is yeah. really good. Is gonna, clean. A lot of them are bad, though.
1: I am leaning heavy towards the Padres brown.
0: Really I love it.
1: But I do it's not, better than the navy, I'll tell you. I, I will do say not that. like their their city jerseys. Those are horrendous. The Like the neon pink yeah, and the like, Yeah, oh, the hats are, are all bad. Yeah, they The Red look.
0: Sox yellows are oh, awful. so bad. The Rockies, the, the Rockies have a is really bad. bad one. The yeah. Angels have a really bad one. Yeah. But uh, I know the White sense. Sox are my squad, but their south side jerseys are pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, though. man, yeah. you really got it with the Giants. The Giants. The, the, Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks have, have so. oh, I love what they've done. And I even love it. They bring the throwback back. Yeah.
2: they Oh, they're pinstripes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, uh, their snake skin patterns, though, oh, yeah. that was that was tough. Yeah. That was a tough those transition. P- those pants. Yeah. Yes. Like the dark When they race, won the World Series and no
1: one. The dark gray yeah, with the, not knee, a good look. the teal. And- Can we name the stadium what it was called when they won that World Series? Chase Field. No, it was not. No? No. What was it?
2: It was the Bob. Bank One
0: Ballpark. That's right. Bank One oh, Ballpark. Oh, yeah, God. I do remember. I, think I bought out by Chase.
1: I do remember. I do remember.
2: So what's your what's your favorite jersey?
1: I mean, like I I love the Padres brown. Oh, okay, I do. Yeah. I love. It. I I can't. I don't know if that's my favorite jersey, but
2: I do. I do love it. I gotta. I got honestly. I gotta throw some some love to the old Marlins jerseys. Dude, that, tea, wanna, that teal hey, and black, uh, oh, dude, with oh, the hey, with the, with the all you're teal, teal helmets me. too. You're right, oh you're, man, hey, you ready
1: for a hot take? I love their new jerseys.
2: I do too. Honestly, I think, they're
1: better I think, than those orange ones. I think everything that they have going on just looks amazing. The
0: Marlins have never had a good uniform. <laughs> That's the yeah, rays have yeah. never had a good. That's uniform. Fair. The they rays got, fair. They That's always fair. have those silly Florida colors. I got to do purple and orange. The and rays have never and, had
2: anything on. good. That's true.
1: No.
0: Not good. The best thing that except happened for to Tampa is system. Tom Brady. All
2: right, so which black, which uh, White Sox jersey are you going? I mean, with? of
0: course, I'm partial to the alternate black White Sox jersey. That's always a good look. They were the ones who kind of started that black thing, and then it just infiltrated baseball, and everybody had to do like the Mets. and oh, everybody had to do black, black jerseys. Oh
2: my god, that was my favorite era of the Royals. I just oh. love
0: a crisp old school jersey. I mean, I, I like the road grays of the Red Sox. I think that's a really good look. Um, I like the home whites, the traditional home whites of the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, I, I think that's just a great, timeless look. Big fan of that. Not necessarily a fan of the V-neck. That's not my style. I don't like the pullover. You know, a traditional button-up. Don't give me the sleeveless stuff. Um, what can I say? I'm old. I like twins. the old stuff. Do, so twins kind of
1: have some nasty
2: chooses. They're new ones, though.
0: So, yeah, but, like, over
1: the past years, like, yeah. the,
0: twins, the twins have
2: got it. Can yeah. we talk about how played out, those at Astros? Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Throwback jersey, it's, awful. it's so bad. I, I can tell when they you. They first she, brought it back, I was like, "Oh my god, yes." But I can tell you just, what my least uh,
1: favorite jersey is, though, for sure. Which one? Home and away is playing in the Arizona Fall League. You get you get big league jerseys and Oaklandies. the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> I knew that was coming. It is such a bad look. <laughs> uh, it's just so white. It's so plain. Yeah, it's just like athletics. The all yellow ones are sweet, though. I will say they're okay. And like the Kelly green. I do. I do like the green one, but they just they are regular home in a ways. They're uncomfortable. They're not, they don't look good. So they st-
0: drove me crazy back in the eighties and the nineties and they had the white pants with the white shoes. I just thought that was a really bad look. I'm not it's, a fan. I'm not a fan of the white spikes. That's not my it's, look. Either. It's
1: awful. I can't, it's you know how good. hard it is to clean your white cleats <laughs> <laughs> when you pitch and you're constantly on the dirt. You yeah. can play yeah. on a turf field. You're on yeah, the dirt. You have the mounds. Well, you, you have to. You,
2: you didn't clean those. Did you? You're the clubby, right? I mean, probably cleans the cleats.
1: Yeah. But if you really, I mean, you got to pay him to do it. You're tipping them. And you also, they're not doing, they're trying to clean 25 guys, like yeah, other guys' true. cleats. So they're not. That's true. They're not. Sometimes they don't do it with a lot of love. Bonus babies first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's fair. All right. Question number three. It's a, Very general question. You can take it wherever you want, but what is the worst trend right now in youth baseball specifically? Sam, you're one of our top instructors here. You're working with the kids all day, every day. And Zach, you run the place. You know what's going on in here all day, every day. But just the trend you see in youth baseball specifically that you do not like. Uh, That
1: nine-year-olds and eight-year-olds... And any younger age, really, like I, this, shouldn't matter until you're like fourteen and on. Probably that exit elos are mattering. Velocity. Who cares how hard you throw in your nine? I've I played against a guy when I was twelve who was 6'1", 185, with a beard and threw eighty <laughs> to eighty three. Drove to the ball. And then we were when we were eighteen years old. We were in high school. We were seniors. We played against each other. He was 6'1", 185, with a beard and was eighty to eighty three. And it's just like, why do we care about how hard kids throw at 10? Like, if you just, I mean, the thing is, you throw hard, you throw hard, you can go out there and strike kids out. You hit bombs, yeah. you hit bombs. Yeah. I don't need to
2: see that your exit below is 70.
0: So measurables for nine year olds. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what you don't yeah. like. Just let the kids play. Fair. Zach?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, just the, just that home run culture and trying to get that upward swing. Like, if you're eight or nine oh. years old, trying to hit like Aaron Judge, that's, I mean, Aaron Judge can do what he, what he does because he is who he is and um but yeah that's I will that and like I, I think travel ball gets a bad stigma as well you don't or, say or or, or, or <laughs> competitive or competitive baseball I guess I should say gets a bad rap um there's a lot of uh, a lot of organizations that don't do it the the correct way and and it kind of ruins it for everybody else. So I think, what um, if, what are we calling the correct way? I want to hear this because I I came up from a very travel. I mean, heavy yeah, area. yeah, I I know who you're talking about, um, but I would say like, and at what not, age, what age are we talking about? Not doing it the right way too. I guess when they're starting out. Okay, like so, if you're so yeah. if you're if you're yeah, if you're eight, nine, ten, starting at a travel ball. And it's and I'm kind of contradicting contradicting myself because when I was eight and nine, I was traveling to from Kansas City to Oklahoma. So oh, you're talking to about Omaha. like just the traveling in general. Yeah, I'm just well, just the travel, but like mainly the the fees. Like you're paying all this money to
0: the cost and how serious yeah, they're taking the, it for the, kids the cost,
2: today. and maybe not not so much. Maybe the playing time thats not isn't quite there, and you're flying kids in at ten years old. Um, yeah, that's a little extreme. And e- even, even in high school, I think flying kids in is, is ridiculous, to be honest. Um, Ringer culture. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I played in an organization in Memphis. We had a core group of guys for the three or four years that we played together um, in high school. And we all got along, and we were a great team because we had that chemistry. And we very rarely brought guys in from out of state, out of town. And, uh, I think, uh, the bigger organizations that, that do a lot of that, it kind of, it gets implanted into some of these parents' minds and they, they get, they don't, they get scared, I guess.
1: No, I, I completely understand that. I mean, my 17 year old summer team, we won 60 games and lost two and we probably had six kids on the team from Georgia which is where the team was based out of. Yeah. But it's like, but, also, say, but it's you, also situations like we had a pitcher. Like I've told those are elite before. teams where you're we, we had all a,
2: those guys probably went to college, got drafted. Right, and We
1: had a, we had a pitcher from Florida. Yeah. Our third baseman was a first rounder. So he didn't play with us that summer because he went to go play pro ball. And we were scrambling. We didn't know who we were going to have play third. I certainly wasn't going to do it. Cause I moved out of the way of a ground ball in the middle of a game. <laughs> it was hit way too hard. But our pitcher was like, Oh, there's this kid in my high school. He's really good. Um, should he, like, come try out? And they were like, whatever, we'll just take him. And it was Javi Baez. So it's now a situation like that. It's like, well, now yeah. I can say that I played travel baseball with
2: Javi Baez. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your take on it, then? Like, if you're just starting out at 8 or 9? and
1: uh, 8 or uh, eight or it just, it's not, it's, it's it shouldn't be anything crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think when you're getting into the high school age, though, I mean, like, you know, if you're running a travel baseball program, your goal is to win.
0: Parenthetically, if I can add, Sam will be coaching a nine U travel squad this year. My yeah. son will be on the squad. Yeah, and
1: we're gonna win though. <laughs> so that's the thing. Uh,
0: I think it's awesome if you have
1: a
2: core group of
0: guys that. I see
2: that if I'm if I'm a travel summer coach in high school, I want my kids to be seen. I want my kids to get better and be able to go play baseball after after high school. That that's me. If we win, we win. Obviously, we we all want to win. We want to win every single game. Uh, that's not going to be unimportant, but I do want to make sure we're getting these kids in front of guys, talking to guys, and ultimately playing at the next I level.
1: I mean, so like,
2: yeah, but Fine, granted, at, I know that at, everyone at your level, that, at that seventeen-year-old, you guys are already pretty much committed for the yeah, most part. We were for sure, and but yeah, so then, like, it, then it becomes winning games for so, sure.
1: Well, so it's like my—I was on the number one team in the country my sixteen-year-old summer, and I basically got cut from the team because like there just wasn't an opportunity for me to play really. Mm-hmm. And like the kids on the team were much better than me. So I went to our B team. We ended up playing that team that I basically got cut from. And I went three for three. I threw four scoreless. And then the next year, the number one team for 17s was like, hey, it was ended up being the son of the guy that cut me. He was like, I don't care what my dad thinks. He was like, you'll start if you want to start pitching. And he was like, and you'll bat fourth or fifth if you want to. So it's like, yeah, like if you're good, just don't try and play for the best team there is. Like, if you don't think you're gonna play, go somewhere you'll where you'll play. It's like going to college. Yeah. Like, would you rather go? That's a whole other topic you, in itself. Oh yeah, it is. But yeah. it's like as far as it's like, yeah. if you get guaranteed playing time at you know Auburn and no playing time at Vandy, but you really want to go to Vandy, it's like, where are you gonna go? Yeah.
0: My but, answer yeah. is just about the play in the field itself, especially at the youth level. You'll see it on social media, like you know hashtag Never Bunt stuff like that. You've got those yeah. head coaches out there, and all they're trying to do is hit bombs and have their kids hit bombs and they never bunt, and they never move base runners. They never hit and run. They don't play the game of baseball. I know I had a similar answer to another question earlier in the show, but I I just want the game to be played the way he was sort of meant to be played. And, and for kids who are nine and 11 and 13, we need to develop well-rounded baseball players that can do all the skills requisite, to play the game,
1: yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that at the younger ages is definitely where you need to like teach everything about the game. Because yes. I mean, as you get older, I mean, like you see, like I said, like as you get older, you see bunting way less. You you don't see hit and runs. Like it goes into yeah. college, like people are just trying to hit home runs. When you go to pro ball, you really don't see it. I mean, look, the Braves didn't have a sack bunt this year <laughs> until game one sixty-two, and it was wow. only as a joke because they hadn't done it. And Michael Harris laid one down just to move a runner over 161 games without a bunt a sack bunt. that's
2: that's incredible that's crazy and that's, everyone was so mad wild. that he did it <laughs> I oh yeah too. i mean yeah. i was like dude come on yeah that's right yeah like you're right you're just... but at the
0: youth level when you're talking 13 year old kids and you've got these chesty coaches out there you know they putting slogans on hoodies never bunt like there's some like like you're somehow a lesser baseball player if you're not just trying to hit home runs and come out of your shoes on every swing, I just I don't buy that and I think that's cancerous.
1: I don't I don't buy that, but I definitely think that there are players on teams that should never bunt.
0: Sure. I get that. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. But to I, instill
0: I that as a part of your culture as in we're going to win this tournament and we're never once going to drop down a bunt because we're that team. I I just I, that's not the way the game is. I think
2: goes. I think obviously it's an important it's an important tool to have, is it necessary every single game? Absolutely not. No. But yeah, everyone should. But you guys have seen that. me
0: do batting practice before for my kids. And you know if they don't get a bunt down, they're not going to get to swing the bat. You have to earn the right to swing the bat. And yeah, we got some big kids who can really hit. But I just that's a skill that everybody should. If you're a golfer, you can't just assume you're going to go to T degree every time. You have to learn how to chip every now and then. You got to learn the entire game.
1: Yeah, uh, right. I, I can. Agree. I, can uh, agree. Agree. Yeah, I can agree with that. Nice. I would also <laughs>
2: like to add, if we have time, um, the the these TikTok trends where kids all all they want is a, a little clip, and it could be them throwing ninety five, but it's over the backstop, right? And or. uh Hitting a hitting a ball four hundred feet and yeah. just tossing Here's your bat out of the stadium. Here's a clip of me stadium. hitting a
0: double to left center. And by the way, I was one for twelve that weekend.
2: Like like the the there's a clip of that one kid on the mound who every pitch he's like waving to the batter like before he strikes him yeah. out. I guess. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing? It's so bush league. Well, I you're just trying to get. Noticed, which well, I, I Yeah. Get. Well, now that's
1: that's the world we live in now. This that's how
2: people get seen. That's what I say. That trend. Yeah. That that, that things trend have just, changed since yeah.
1: since we were doing this. We
2: didn't have social media. You couldn't post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we this, you, couldn't post, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't
0: post stuff. Bat on flip Facebook culture was My not Spaces. a thing yeah. when I was playing baseball. Absolutely. I will say this, but I, but, but, I <laughs> but
2: the, Yeah. I mean, I probably would too if I hit home runs, but I'm not gonna be like, "This is why you should take me look at this ball I hit and I flip the bat because that's all people are talking about is the flipper. You wave into the the batter as you strike him out.
1: Do you think some of these people, like when they post these things, they do like, you know, like I've seen a lot of guys like just post random videos of them throwing 99 straight, like, you know, nowhere near the zone and they get signed. But it's like you can't teach velocity. Right. You can teach mechanics. You can get a guy that throws 100 and try and teach him how to pitch. You can't teach him how to throw 100. That's true. Mm-hmm. that's true so that's that's it's, it's that's, just, what, it's that's mainly just
2: some of the antics that i've seen on yeah the social antics media are awful that but that, that they use to get noticed which if it works it works i mean i can't can't hate the hate the player i can't hate it because
1: i would have probably have done it
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right.
1: the thing is I, I didn't come up in this time but i think that i probably would have done it which is embarrassing for me to say and i I'm going to regret that for whoever listens to this. Truthful no. though. Yeah. Truthful yeah. yeah. though. But, I mean, yeah, just realistically, like I would have probably – I mean, that's just – that's the way things are now.
0: Yeah. There's no that's shame it, in bunting. It, Kids, it's it, okay to bunt. Unless you hit it's homers. Okay. Unless, <laughs> unless you, hit homers, you hit bombs, Unless you hit bombs. Unless you hit bombs. <laughs> All right, weekly. Zach attack. Here we go. Oh, boy. what's on your mind, Zach. Oh, uh, this is – The floor is yours. This is probably going to spark
2: something mm. up, but <laughs>
0: – That's the idea.
2: Um, man – I've watched this video over and over. I could probably make this Willie Mays catch 10 times out of 10, twice 100%. on Sundays. 100%. I, 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 saw, I saw it pop up on my Instagram the other day, and I was just reading the comments, and I'm like, these guys are like, it's a generational catch. It's it, one, so of most, one of the most iconic the, catches. I'm the like,
0: Willie Mays, Mays could, catch in the World Series is routine, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm making that play every time. I don't know if routine is the word, it's but not routine, I think but that it's a very catchable ball. It's a very catchable ball. Granted, it is at the Polo Grounds.
1: Yeah, the, is the catch field. more impressive or the fact that he ran 100 yards to catch
2: it? I think both, but at the same time, like...
0: What was dead center field at the Polo Grounds back in the day? <laughs> probably, probably five, like it was like 480 oh or something. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was like 500 feet. Yeah, yeah,
2: he is at the wall, but still, again, over the shoulder, I mean... You How that. many times do you see that every
1: game? A lot, all the time. Yeah, every short every shortstop makes that play every
2: game. Yeah, that's uh, that's my Zach attack. I just saw that on Instagram and I was like, I've seen that play a hundred, a, a thousand times. And okay, so and people you, were like, they were just like, man, this is the most iconic catch, like uh, most iconic play, and like it's, it's a, it's a great play. I'm not gonna discount it, but I'm just saying it's it's something I could do almost any day.
1: Yeah, I have lessons that do it in this cage. In there. <laughs> there, yeah. you there you game, go. Every Nashville Dallas game. I think it was a little
2: bit play. over, over, overblown.
1: Yeah, I made a, I made a catch like that in our men's league game. Yeah, playing first. Yep.
0: Okay, so to use another basketball analogy, obviously mm-hmm. the highlights from the slam dunk contest in 1984 don't resemble this past year. And what was considered sensational 30 years ago is considered rudimentary these days. It doesn't take away from the fact that. It's Willie Mays, a Mount Rushmore player in the history of the game, according to most people. It's the World Series, so the time, the place and the situation has to matter. You know this was not, you know, a, a midweek game in May. I mean, and let's face it, there was less things to occupy our time back then, and there wasn't social media and there wasn't 150,000 channels on our satellite dishes and streaming services. I'm sure. Way more people saw that catch than any catch that Jim Edmonds might have made that was equivalent, you know, decades later. But I find it awfully strong to say that it was essentially a routine catch, and you see it every week.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, he it's, he made it. He made a great throw back into the field, which nice, probably n- right, nice. Yeah, which by I would have struggled maybe a little bit, but still, I think uh, yeah, he hit his cutoff, man. Do you think
1: you'd have struggled with that? Did he hit his cutoff, man, or did he throw it all the way down? Yeah, he just threw it in. I don't think he did anything crazy with it. Turn and burn. Just get it I think he
2: just turned around and chucked it. Yeah, I mean, I think it ended ended up, yeah, being a good throw. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could run 100 yards, catch a ball over my shoulder, fall down and then just absolutely i mean that catches that
1: catches talked about more than ramon laureano running 127 feet to catch a ball versus the angels to the wall in left center and then throwing it on a line hitting the first baseman in the chest to double him off yeah that is insane that's yeah. something that should be talked about forever and that is that that wasn't talked about a week after it happened
2: yeah that's what i'm saying i i knew this was an iconic play and i just I have an I example see, of that. I don't too. see the, the
0: glory. So, my buddy Boston Tom Sarah, a lifelong Red Sox fan who was in my wedding, and we have, we've had this thing back and forth forever about how the play that Derek Jeter made diving into the stands in the World Series, to make that case, it's a catch. great play. It's a great play. Jeter's your boy. You're a pretend pinstriper. I know you remember that play. You <laughs> love that
1: play. Didn't need to jump in the stands.
0: Right. If you guys are, again, White Sox-centric here, I get it. The 2005 World Series and the ninth inning of the deciding game, game four because the Sox swept the Astros. Juan Uribe essentially made that same play, if not more difficult. And no one remembers it at all. Yeah. No one cares. No one remembers because it was the White Sox and Juan Uribe and it wasn't Derek Jeter and the New York Yankees.
2: Yeah, I mean.
0: So time and place matters. We're talking about Willie Mays.
1: Yeah, Juan Uribe wasn't an over, uh, overhyped baseball player. Like Derek Jeter. An overhyped baseball. Overhyped. <laughs> another topic uh, for another show. Yeah, I
2: don't don't get me going. Overhyped. Yeah. Don't get me going. The captain. I was going But like <laughs> but yeah, like but like the Jeter here. the Jeter flip play. I mean, that's that's iconic. That's something that's a sick, That's something nobody that's something nobody probably ever thinks of on the baseball field in that right. situation. That crucial of a moment
0: because he was in the wrong place at the yeah, right I don't time. <laughs> I, don't think, yeah. I don't
2: think.
1: Jorge Posada thought he was going
2: to do yeah. that. No, no, exactly. But again, it's. I don't think
1: that's him no having. No
0: reason it. for the shortstop to be there in that situation. I think that, yeah, it's, I think it's that the is, luckiest player in league A serious history. lack of awareness. Yes,
2: but it worked out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could you could make the argument that it was great awareness that he cut that ball off and and made the play because he made the play closer. He was safe by a mile if he doesn't flip that ball.
0: It's Jeremy Giambi. Yeah. Come on.
2: I, th- I mean, it was pretty close to begin with.
1: I yeah, mean, I, I it was close because every time I look at it, it I'm like, was he out?
0: It. Yeah, that's why.
2: Because he
1: caught it and flipped it. That's why it was so yeah. close. The throw would have beat him for sure.
2: Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it, but I think that flip
1: play. It would have been a one-hot. again,
2: again, that, that's, that's something nobody thinks of.
0: Wasn't he supposed to be a cutoff man somewhere? What, what, what was he doing there? Yeah, he, the, was the,
2: the, the the he was making an iconic play. The ball was hit to he, right he, he had
0: instinct <laughs> to be there. <laughs> He's <laughs> supposed to be covering second base. <laughs> he,
1: probably, he probably, he probably
2: just knew that David Justice's forty-five-year-old self couldn't make that throw, and he just needed a little extra home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, that's a, the whole thing. Is like that's an iconic play. That's something you don't see. Granted, I know it's a different. It was a different era, but at the same time, like people are still hyping that play up, and they're still talking about it, and it's like. Dude, he just caught the ball over his shoulder and threw it and just chucked it All in. All right. I think there's nothing impressive about that catch. Yeah. It is at the polo, polo grounds, 480 feet. Uh, I'll give him that. So that's
0: for you're telling us. Willie Mays, can of corn, what's the big deal? Yep. <laughs> Sam, your turn. This is usually Ryan's spot. The floor is yours. Give us a topic. Honestly, I
1: ca- what I was going to go with is actually very similar to that. Is <laughs> I wanted to talk about how easy baseball was back then. Yeah, and how okay, easy baseball that. was in the '90s, and this this honestly goes with every sport. And this, I'm not—we're not even going to begin to get into this. I like love the, this topic—the LeBron and Jordan debate. Like you know, yeah, it's you really such different eras. Yeah. Like, I am a die-hard Braves fan, and I think that if you put prime Greg Maddox in the game today, if he even makes it to the big leagues, is a fifth starter with a mid-four ERA. I agree. He doesn't doesn't have 10 inches off the plate. I don't agree. He throws 89 miles an hour with a little bit of movement. Oh, yeah, that zone. Look at what Kyle Hendricks is doing. A little bit of movement.
0: A little bit of movement. It's
1: not crazy movement. But again, yeah, he doesn't have the zone. And he's moving it 10 inches off the plate for a called strike. Well,
0: yeah. Look at what happens. Especially if Eric Gregg is back there. So look
1: at what happens when you take a pitcher that throws 87, 88 with a good sinker, and you now put them in a teacup like Kyle Hendricks. What happens? What has he done over the past couple of years? It's been bad.
0: It has not been good. It has been bad. So yes. that's my thing. Baby Maddox has not been good.
1: I just think that the game is so much more difficult now yeah. than it was back then. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So
0: agree. using that same argument, Chipper Jones is a bench player? I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, whoa. That's, a good, that's a good one. John, John. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. I don't know. Good, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I. Using that same argument, Fred McGriff is your lefty pinch hitter off the bench.
1: I think that his game is significantly different, yes. Uh, Chipper... Chip, I mean, Chipper might be the greatest third baseman of all time. So that's why He's that's, on the short list. That's why it is tough. And But then again, I guess that does kind of contradict what I'm saying because Greg Maddox is on a short list of one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. But I just think that, I yeah, I mean, I guess you can say that their careers would be completely different if they played now. So you put, your you argument Chip-
0: is Sandy Koufax is a spot starter you promote from AAA. He yeah, gets shelled yeah, after yeah, four may- innings. You, you send him th- back down. You think Maybe. Babe
2: Ruth is hitting off of Jacob DeGrom? God, come on. Come on now. Come on. I mean,
1: look at it like this. Like, yeah, look, I'm not going to take anything away from what these guys have done in their in, careers. That's yeah, that's no. the time they came up in. But yeah. it's like everyone oohed and odd over how hard Randy Johnson throws. How many guys have lefties that throw 100?
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Every team. Yep. Every team. Yep. And 90% of them are starters. And
2: those guys still get rocked. I agree. But I'm, I'm also going to. I'll also be on that argument as well as far as the Chipper Jones go. Maybe not Chipper Jones, but a lot of these guys that are not facing uh, Randy Johnsons every day and Jacob DeGroms and.
1: But then again, you know. But then you also have to look at okay, like you know, they have the guys like guys like Chipper and Barry Bonds, they played later than a lot of people did so they kind of started to get into the yeah pitching that was more dominant the strike zone right. was smaller but those guys still like in their final years hit 280 290 yeah. Yeah.
0: but to keep it on the braves yes does jeff Blauser today develop into an all-star shortstop nope no he does not i agree with you there nope
3: yes yeah
0: because even in his major league career he's facing a lot of guys throwing 91 mile an hour fastballs
1: john smoltz was a power pitcher that threw 94 95 you are getting cut if you throw ninety four now.
0: So Ted Williams, two forty hitter if he plays today.
1: hundred percent. I
2: can't argue
0: that. I mean you I can't. I,
1: I mean, you like you really think these guys that they didn't even hit with helmets <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what do we got? There was no batting gloves, no, no, no ear flaps. No, there was no helmets. But <laughs> well, what
0: if th- Ted Williams was born when you were born and then had access would, to what you had access to?
1: Then maybe it would and be. And Did di- not
0: have to go fly planes from WW two. it would be different.
1: Oh yeah, that's maybe be different. But that that's won't. We thought. will. We'll never know that though. We won't. So that's why it's an argument. I just think that the game was. It's, it's so different. It's so like, different. Yeah, and again, you, you can't will you never, can't compare other players. You will to never see. Now. Like I feel like, well, I mean, I can't. You would never have seen a pitcher like Jacob Degrom in the nineties. I think we never. will. So, I think we will see another pitcher like Jacob Degrom now, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will see another one of them. Do you
2: think how many home runs do you think Aaron Judge hits in uh, that era? But he he breaks Bonds' his record, probably. I agree.
1: I think if you're going out there and you're 80. facing eighty-six. Four some times saint. a week, <laughs> some sink down you're down into the barrel, mopping baseballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Bonds got away with that a lot. I watched I watched a highlight video of all seventy three of his home runs, and I want to say I saw more eighty mile an hour like fastballs in the eighties than I did in the nineties that he hit out.
0: Okay. Uh, Jose Ramirez, if he plays Major League Baseball in 1957, he
1: bats 600. <laughs> he bats 600 with 130. He is a created player on a video yeah. game. Oh yeah. yeah, he's playing a video That's game. That's what he does. He's got the sliders all the way up, and he probably has more dipping. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he probably has more dipping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is, that is possible? which is hard yeah. to yeah. Hard. But yeah, but like you just can't tell me that like the Babe Ruths and the Mickey Mantles and the Roger Maris's do the same thing. Hey, amazing was, for their time. Can't can't. That's back. what I'm saying. Like it's like you put them in today's game; it's a on. different story. Like you take you take average pitchers in today's game and put them in the '90s, and they are Cy Young winners. Like, just think about what you have to go through, like every series. Like, no Ryan at the, can't win a Cy So young back
0: guy. in the '60s, Noah Syndergaard wins 28 oh 28 games oh my a God. year. Oh, God. Verlander doesn't lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at what these guys like. I think was it, just man. trying to pick an average guy. You know, n- not not a Cy Young winner. I don't even think don't Noah Syndergaard for some reason is the first guy who came. Well, he's on. average now. He's, yeah, I don't.
1: Yeah, but his stuff is not average. No, so that's why I when I look at an average well, pit, when you're looking at an average pitcher, I would say, oh God, who is super average? That just like Rick Porcello.
0: There you go. He <laughs> yeah, want a point. Cy
1: Young though. He want a Cy Young. Not deserving, but he want a Cy Young. And Nolan Ryan did not. No, Nolan Ryan didn't. Nolan Ryan also walked 180 guys a year. Okay,
0: how about this? Michael A. Taylor off of your beloved Royals. Yeah, If he plays at the same time as Ted Williams, what do his numbers look like?
2: Ted Williams he's, numbers he's probably got
0: does he get 40 home runs and steal 80 yeah, bases say, he's, he's, got center center he's got at least 80 he definitely, yeah, sure. definitely he sure. steals steals 80 bases and plays the most amazing center field anybody's ever seen is that the case absolutely him? yeah for sure
2: and he's catching he's camped under that ball at the polo grounds
0: yeah
1: I think a lot of outfielders <laughs> are camped under <laughs> that yeah. ball. so
0: that's what we've learned today I
1: think Ichiro <laughs> catches that ball with his hand. that's that's my takeaway that. that's what we've learned today yeah. Willie Mays
0: can of corn yeah <laughs> well done boys well done yeah okay that will do it for the clueless joe podcast powered by rawlings thank you to zach schreitenthal and our pinch hitter sam bragg
2: go dogs
0: (laughs) thank you to our sponsors tanner Tees and pro nine sports thank you to our music man philip creamer and thank you for listening be sure to like share rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode And please follow us on social media across all platforms at DBAT National.